Hi again. We're back. This was our first true experience with technical difficulties. So we are now almost a week later, more than a week later. I think so. Going to finish up this episode. We did it. We did it. We're doing it. So we started by talking about the education system, but we are going to make a real swift transition uh, into talking about AI and what we think the, how it's going to affect the education system, um, kind of how we see that really entering the career field. Uh, so yeah, let's jump in. Jesse, yeah. what are your, right off the bat, your thoughts around that? Um, I know there's huge fear about AI just in almost every sector right now, but I think now's the time for education to kind of get ahead of that curve. Cause obviously the fear is, oh, it's going to take away jobs. It's going to replace like artists and writers and thinkers and all of this stuff. So I think now is the time to start teaching kids from a young age how to use it, how to use it effectively and how to use it to like advance their own creative drive and how to like use it as a resource rather than a hindrance and probably open up a whole new sector of jobs going forward where they work in tandem with AI and not something that could be overtaken by AI. Yeah, I agree completely. I we had a conference recently for work and there was this specific instance I think really paralleled how we're going to use AI, at least in the beginning. So, you know, when you're going to an event, you have to get an outfit for it. Typically, if it's an event you don't have often in a year, you're going to pick a new outfit. Mm -hmm. But before you even get to that step, typically you're going to have a backup outfit. Like you're going to have an outfit with, in case my dress doesn't come in on time or I don't find anything I want, worst case scenario is I could wear this. Mm -hmm. And that was exactly how this conference went for me was I picked a dress and I was like, all right, I already have this. It already fits. I can wear this if I don't find anything or if my dress arrives late and that you get like that sense of comfort needs of, okay, there's a base plan here. Mm -hmm. And then when Austin showed up, I don't know if I should say names on this, but oh well, (laughs) uh, to the conference and at this event, some of our leaders in our team were giving speeches and they were all kind of nervous for them. We helped them prepare them, but he came in Friday night, the night before, and he had AI uh, write a speech for him. He had typed in the prompt and he came in. He's like, okay, at least I have a plan. Like at least I have a format and I have a backup plan. And then he showed up on Saturday night and he gave a great speech. Mm -hmm. He didn't use what AI had written. He spoke and he, he felt good about it. But I thought that was so like, that makes so much sense to me that you can Mm -hmm. use AI or chat GBT or whatever it is to be that backup plan for you or even for that original plan. And then you can use your own creativity and your own thoughts to start, but using it as a foundation or as a resource, I think just makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. I think a lot of the big fear surrounding AI in school right now is that kids will use it to cheat, which Mm -hmm. they they are (laughs) are currently kids are going to use any resource they can to cheat. Cheating did not come about with AI, nor will it die with it. So that just is part of life. But I think that one of the things that's really interesting about like the AI, at least where it is right now, is that it requires thoughtful prompts. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just type in a sentence that says, you know, write me an essay on the great Gatsby because it's just going to write you something bland and you, it's obvious that it will be cheating in the same way that copying papers or essays has always been obvious. Yeah. It requires some actual like skill and practice to be able to like give it ideas in order to produce something special, which requires you to have unique individual thought to begin with. And sometimes just the practice of prompting an AI can help you in your creative process to be like, oh, this is what I want to talk about. I had to come up with a topic sentence and now I have it. 
I yeah. just had to force myself to get there. And I think the ability to creatively and effectively come up with those prompts realistically is how they're going to use it once they get into the real world anyway. For sure. I have a hard time really thinking, and I know that this same conversation happened when the internet first came oh, up. Like people immediately were like, there's no way the education system can say the same. Everyone's going to cheat. And they did. And then we corrected. And now we are here, which isn't really that much better of a place as we were then. For sure. Uh, I would love to see instead of us going through that same routine we just went through, what, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. is instead us really look at this and say, as an education system, as a country, as whatever, um, let's use this and really change things and change the way we structure things because of it. Mm-hmm. And because I think really if schools could do away with homework in its entirety and use the class partially to teach, but then the class also partially to perform Mm -hmm. and get students thinking in the moment, get them acting in the moment. Um, I think we would be so much more effective and we would raise more effective adults through that because realistically, once you get to the career field, uh, we don't do homework. And if we did, they (laughs) wouldn't do it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I would say that school never really came full circle with integrating the internet. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's come a long ways in integrating like online courses and online teaching materials, but we've never really looked at it in the way that it should be looked at, which is a resource. It's always been this feared thing. Don't have your phones on in class. Don't use laptops in class, at least in like high school and under, because they don't want you looking online. They don't want you looking up answers, but realistically you go into the real world. And if you don't know something, you Google it and that's okay. As long as you have like media literacy in order to be able to, you know, discern quote unquote truth from fiction and so on and so forth. So the skill is teaching kids to have that literacy and to use it as a resource to aid them, not as a crutch necessarily, but it's part of the journey of learning is incorporating the technology that you have. It's like using calculators for math. You don't need it for everything, but it's a good fallback for when math gets hard. God, can you imagine how (laughs) pissed they were when they first taught, introduced calculators? Those math teachers were probably like, the students are going to be idiots now. (laughs) (laughs) Which I mean... I don't know. It's it's hard to think of now because we've had calculators for so long. But even when I was in math class, I had sections where I could and could not. And certain types of calculators. Yeah. Because some of them were so advanced at that point that they were like, we don't want anyone using this because it's essentially cheating. And I was like, how is it cheating if it exists? Yeah, it's a tool. If and I, I will going, have that tool. If I was going to become a mathematician, a mathematician <laughs> of some kind, no chance am I going to do this by hand every single time. I'm obviously going to buy the expensive calculator and have it do the hard work for me so that I can focus on bigger things. Yeah. I think my mom, she's a professor at, in a, at a university, um, and I think she's doing it right. She initially, when I started teaching her and talking to her about the artificial intelligence, and especially with ChatGBT when that first launched, I think she had the initial teacher approach that most are will have instinctually, which is how am I going to prevent my students from cheating and how am I going to then actually teach them when it's so easy to get away with not having to learn. Mm -hmm. And I had this same reaction. I was like, no, teachers can't look at it like that. Like teachers have to be able to embrace this or else this disconnect with students and teachers is just going to continue to really divide. And so she, I was so proud of her. She enrolled herself in a class where she's Mm -hmm. learning about how to utilize AI in the classroom and then teach that to her students. 
And I think for all of our educators out there, being willing to continually get educated yourself, even if it's just listening to a podcast, even if it's following a specific TikTok channel that's keeping updates on this stuff as it's going around and as it's getting learned, I think that's so important because we can't let our students outlearn us. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of it comes down to just incorporating it into the lesson plan instead of ignoring it and pretending it doesn't exist and only getting upset when it is used the wrong way. You're not, you're just hiding from the problem. You're not embracing it or outrunning it in any way, but to incorporate it into a lesson plan and be like, let's look at AI and investigate it and see where it's flawed and where it is helpful and like have that built into the lesson plan, I feel like exploring that with students is going to make them less likely to cheat because they'll see the holes in it and they'll see the flaws in it. And it'll be more of a practice in, I don't know, an investigatory practice. Sure. Okay. Um, Yeah. But yeah, they're more involved in the process of it and it no longer becomes like a special thing like, oh, it's going to write all my homework for me and more of a like, oh, this is a fun tool to play around with. Yeah, I would have loved having that element in the classroom where again, you do 30 minutes of teaching and then 30 minutes of getting to execute on that, on that work and on that lesson, but getting to be collaborative with students. Like I can just picture a mini McKenzie would love to get to see if at the end of that second 30 minutes, I was able to use AI or any tool to generate a better thesis Mm -hmm. than my fellow classmate who had those same resources at their disposal, but maybe wasn't as creative in one element or maybe wasn't as particular in another. Um, I think for a lot of students, especially those that come from the gifted program, we really like that sense of competition in the classroom and knowing that we can consistently get that with using tools, I think would be really exciting. I agree. I think, you know, if we're going on the same vein of just erase homework, have it not be a thing anymore. (laughs) That's my new belief. I think it, it can be very, it could be super helpful to have kids instead of like practicing writing essays at home, you give an AI a prompt, see the essay it gives you and improve upon the essay it gave you and use that class time and the materials and the kids actual thoughts to like, write an improved essay based on what was, you know, compiled over however many articles the AI pulled from. I think that's way more worthwhile too as a thinking exercise. Yeah. I think another reason why I really like that idea of the collaborative element, um, especially when it comes to translating into the career field is because it is so noticeable when we have an individual start with our company who was fresh out of education, whether they just graduated high school or they just graduated college, because the way they behave in the office in initially is so much more like they're a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like they're there, like what you would, how you would behave when you go to school, you're there to listen and learn and you'll hang out with your classmates. Uh, whereas if I have someone come in who's coming straight from another job or they've been out of the education field for a while, I a lot of times see them be a lot more collaborative off the bat and they're there to kind of go back and forth, which I think makes a lot more, one, efficient of a workplace because we're getting feedback real time and we're resolving things real time. Uh, but it's also a lot more fun to yeah. not just have to tell people what to do and them follow you. You get to actually create something with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... I think it's been a long 
standing understanding of our educational system, but that it's not real life. And it's never fully preparing kids for real life. It's always a sheltered little existence away from the real world, which to an extent is helpful when you're young. You don't need to be around everything, but you should be developing real world skills. It shouldn't be something that you finish. And then upon finishing it, you have to learn a whole new slate of things just to make what you learn to make sense for your real life. It should be an easier transition into the workforce. Yeah, I think so. So I'm excited to see kind of the route, even just these next couple of months take. I know there's so many people calling for a halt with the development. I don't see the halt happening right now. I mean, it seems like- It doesn't seem to be happening (laughs) at all. Just more- just more that's opening up. So we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. We'll find ways that we can implement it here. If anyone else is using AI or any of the chats um, in your workforce right now, and you feel like they're making a big difference, comment about it. Tell us about it. Let's we want to know. know. And we'll report back how things go for us. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in.